the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Throughout history, idolatry is an issue in the nation. It's part of the nation's history and it's ongoing. But you've got some kings occasionally that will rise up that they're going to they're gonna knock down the high places. Then you've got other kings that rise up. They're increasing the idol worship in the nation. Some kings try to end idolatry. Other kings try to increase idolatry. But you know what most kings did in Israel's long history? Most kings just ignored it. The idolatry that God warned his people against was a sin they battled for centuries and was what eventually led to its destruction. Today, Pastor Dan explains that even good kings would come in and try to rid the nation of idol worship. Yet, the deep problem of idolatry can't be solved by legislation. A heart change is needed to really turn away from idols. Our nation must truly be broken by the sin that's becoming common and acceptable. Unrepentance and unwillingness to change could destroy our nation. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 6 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Occasionally throughout Israel's history, throughout you know, 800 plus years, almost 900 years, from the time Joshua enters the land until the time that the temple is destroyed in Jerusalem by the Babylonians, occasionally throughout their history, a king would be brave enough to address the issue of idolatry in the land and, and remove idolatry from the land. And the the king, because he's the king, he would just issue a decree, he would issue an order that idolatry was to be stopped, and he would order the people to worship the Lord Yahweh only. But this was only temporary. Once that king passed away, people would go back to idolatry, and they would rebuild the high places, and they would rebuild the altars, and they would go back. Why? Because people's hearts weren't changed by the king's order. People's hearts weren't changed by the king's order to tear down the high places. The king can't order your heart to be changed. And the people desired idolatry. The people were not uh, broken and repentant about their idolatry. They wanted their idolatry. And so you you would have an occasional king who would come along and he would order all of the altars to be destroyed, all of the high places to be destroyed. And while that king was king, uh, they, they wouldn't have the high places and the altars and everything to the different gods. 
Once that king passed off the scene, the people would go right back to their idolatry, rebuild the high places, rebuild the altars. Some kings in Israel's history actually made the idolatry worse in the nation. They magnified the issue. Uh, For example, Jeroboam, who was the first king of the northern kingdom of Israel, he, he actually, when he became king, he actually promoted idolatry in the nation. As you read through uh, Kings and Chronicles in your Bible, there's a phrase that you see often repeated, the sins of Jeroboam. The sins of Jeroboam. It's used 14 times in the Old Testament. Well, what was Jeroboam's sin? It was idolatry. Idolatry. When he became king over Israel, Jeroboam built Two places of idol worship in Israel. One way up in the north of Dan and one down at Bethel. And he declared that uh, the golden calf is now the God of all the people. And he instituted idol worship in the nation. He, he made it kind of a, a official. And so as king, uh, he increased idol worship in the country. He made things worse in the nation. So, so again, you've got this long history of the nation of Israel going back all the way to before they even came into the land. God commanded them, destroy the high places, destroy the altars, destroy the, the idol worship when you come into the land. They, they failed to do that at the very beginning of the nation under Joshua. They compromised. And then throughout history, idolatry is an issue in the nation. It's part of the nation's history and it's ongoing. But you've got some kings occasionally that will rise up that they're going to they're gonna knock down the high places. Then you've got other kings that rise up. They're increasing the idol worship in the nation. Some kings try to end idolatry. Other kings try to increase idolatry. But you know what most kings did in Israel's long history? Most kings just ignored it. Most kings just ignored the idolatry. And they just kind of allowed the high places to remain. They tolerated the sin of idolatry. Another phrase that we find repeated in the Old Testament in the books of Kings and Chronicles is the phrase, however, the high places were not taken away. Even good kings, godly kings, allowed the idolatry to continue. In 1 Kings chapter 22, it says of Jehoshaphat, it says when he was king, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Nevertheless, the high places were not taken away. For the people offered sacrifices and burned incense on the high places. So we're told that Jehoshaphat was a good king. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He was a godly king, but he ignored the high places in the land. He he, he didn't deal with the sin of the nation of Israel. He just allowed it. And we're not told why. We don't know why. But for whatever reason, most of the kings just, just kind of allowed it and didn't really address it or deal with it. And, and here's the point that I'm making uh, with this. As we're now in Ezekiel chapter 6. 
at the end of the nation after eight or nine hundred years of this nation existing and being in the promised land. Here, here we are, and, and, and now God is talking about idolatry again at the very end. He spoke of idolatry as they were coming into the nation, and he's speaking of idolatry as they are going out of the promised land. And my point is, idolatry was the big sin. It was the big national sin of Israel. It was an issue from the very beginning of the nation, and it was an issue that was always present throughout the nation's history. It was always part of the nation. It was always an unresolved issue in the nation that the nation just refused to deal with. It refused to repent of. It refused to make right, even when they had opportunity to do it. If you remember the popular story that we all know of Elijah the prophet on Mount Carmel uh, there in, uh, in 1 Kings chapter 18, where he gathers there with the 450 prophets of Baal, and he takes them on. Uh, and for those of you that, that don't remember, Baal was the pagan god uh, that, that they believed caused the rain to fall. And there in, at Mount Carmel in the Jezreel Valley, uh, it, it's, it's fertile land, they're all farmers there. And so there in that area, they began to worship Baal because they thought Baal would make the rain fall on their crops and cause their crops to increase. So what did God do once they start worshiping the rain god? God, the Lord, sent a drought upon the land for three years. And so for three years, there's been a drought. Their, their crops are destroyed. Their, their agriculture is destroyed. Their economy is destroyed. And then there at Mount Carmel, overlooking the Jezreel Valley, Elijah the prophet gathers the 400 plus prophets of Baal. And the people of Israel have gathered there at the base of the mountain. And Elijah said to the people of Israel that are gathered there, he challenged them, he said, how long will you falter between two opinions? Or how long will you dance back and forth between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow Him. But if Baal is God, follow Him. How long are you going to continue to dance between the Lord and Baal? How long are you going to continue in your idolatry? This is a moment in the nation's history where God has has sent Elijah the prophet to confront the people about their idolatry. This, This false God that they've worshipped that they thought would bring rain and prosper them. And now for three years there's been no rain. Everything's devastated. Everything's ruined. And you would think when Elijah says, hey, if the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. You, you would think people would say, we're done with Baal. He's ruined us. He's destroyed our land. He hasn't caused the rain to fall like we thought. We're done. But it says that when Elijah asked and challenged them, The Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. It it says that the people answered him, not a word. People sat there silent. They didn't want to give up their idols. They didn't want to change. 
no matter how bad it made things for them, they did not want to give up their idolatry. They didn't want to abandon it. They didn't want to change. And ultimately, as we come now to Ezekiel chapter 6, ultimately, it is idolatry that led to the destruction of the nation. And here in Ezekiel, God says to Israel, after, after being in the land now almost 900 years, after first bringing this up at the beginning of the nation, and it's been this ongoing issue throughout their history that they don't want to give up. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to make it right. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Now at the end of the nation, God says to Israel, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to deal with your sin. You won't, so I will. And God will bring judgment upon the nation for the idolatry that they have tolerated throughout their history that they have not dealt with. And has continued on in their nation. And now God finally reaches a point where He says, that's it. You won't deal with it, so I will. And I suggest to you that there's a warning. There's a warning in this for us. There is a warning in this for us nationally, as a nation. And there is a warning in this for us individually. There's a a warning for us as a nation regarding the sins that we as a nation just have allowed to continue on in our nation and we, we have tolerated then. And there are, there are multiple sins that we have tolerated as a nation that grieve the heart of God. There are many parallels between the history of Israel and the history of our nation. And just like Israel, some of our national sins have been going on in our nation from the founding of our nation. And we've been reminded of that in the last few weeks and the things going on in our nation regarding racism. And these things have been going on in our nation for a long time, since really the beginning of our nation. And just like Israel, our nation's sins will not be resolved by legislation. Because legislation does not change Man's heart. Just like there were kings in Israel who passed an order to destroy the altars, and once those kings passed off the scene, the nation went back to idolatry because that king cannot change the people's heart. Legislation will not change people's hearts when it comes to racism. 
What our nation needs, the one thing that will change our nation is for our nation to become truly broken over our sin and to repent of our sins. To repent means to change your mind and then change your ways. And that's what our nation needs. You know, you, you, you look at the issues going on in our nation and and, and we, we're, you know, there's, we're just reminded in the last few weeks that there's so many things that just haven't been fixed. There's so, there's so many things that are still just below the surface that have been there really since the beginning. And you, you look at it and you say, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just one person. You know, what, 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 what can I do? These are such big, complex issues. What, what can I possibly do? Well, you know, as believers in Jesus Christ, we, we can pray for just national brokenness over sin. National brokenness, that our nation would be broken. We can pray for humility in our nation. Humility is in short supply in our nation right now. We can pray for humility in our nation instead of instead of uh, pride instead of people dividing into their camps just that there would be humility we can pray for humility we can pray that our, our, our nation turns from its ways and turns back to God for healing we can, we can pray that the hearts of people in our nation and that the heart of our nation would be changed that God would change us. Israel never did that. They never truly repented. And their idolatry destroyed their nation. Their unrepentance. Their, their, their unwillingness to change. Their unwillingness to deal with their sin nationally. On a national level, it led ultimately to the destruction of that nation. And, and as, you, as you read through the Old Testament, as you, it, it, is, is, it is really this one sin. It's this one sin in Israel that they never really dealt with as a nation. They, they didn't get it right at the beginning of the nation, and they didn't really deal with it throughout its history. And it was that one sin that wasn't dealt with, that ultimately led to the end of that nation. You know, we can pray for personal brokenness also. Personal brokenness. That, that we as, as individual uh, followers of Jesus Christ, that we would be broken by the things we see. That the Lord would break our hearts for the things that are happening. Break our hearts for our, our, our brothers and sisters in Christ that we know that are of a different race and, and the pain that they're feeling and the hurt that they're feeling. Just personal brokenness. You know, my wife and I talked with our kids today about 
the things that have been going on over the last few weeks. And it's, it's difficult to, um, to help your 10-year-old understand why there are things like this in the world. So pray for brokenness. You know, I, I think you know, another thing that we can do, uh, is, you know, it, it sounds simplistic, but it works. And that is just to love one another. I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to sound hippy-dippy or anything like that. I'm just talking about uh, our love for one another. Because Jesus commands us to love one another. To, to treat others the way that we want to be treated. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I thought also today of, of just Psalm 82, where it says, Defend the weak and do justice to the afflicted. And I don't, I don't know how we do that, but we should pray, Lord, how? How, how do you want us to defend the weak? How do we do justice to the afflicted? Lord, what, what can I do? How, do? how do I do that? How do I fulfill this command in Psalm 82 to do justice to the afflicted? Lord, how do you want me to do that? Ask the Lord to show us. So I, I, for me, I'm, you know, I'm a Bible guy. And I look at what happened with Israel and how they, they had this this sin from the very beginning of their nation that was always an issue in the nation throughout their history. And there were, a time, and there were times that were better than others regarding this sin. There were times when, when the nation of Israel dealt with this sin better than at other times when they didn't deal with it very well. But ultimately, they, they never really dealt with it as a nation. They never really repented of it. They never, never really turned from it, they just allowed it and tolerated it. And then you come to the end of the nation, and, and it's this one thing that brings about the end of the nation. And again, I think there's a warning for us in that. I think there's also a warning for us as, as individuals, and the warning to us as individuals is this. Deal with your sin before your sin destroys you. Deal with your sin before your sin destroys you. Don't just allow your sin to continue on, off to the side in your life, always around. Don't think, well, it's not that big of a deal, or nobody really knows about it, or, or it's okay for me to do this, it's okay for me to, to compromise this way in my life and just kind of allow this in my life. No, destroy the high places. Tear down the altars once and for all. You know, Jesus said, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. In other words, deal drastically with your sin. Don't allow it in your life. Don't allow it to remain. Do whatever is necessary to remove it. Destroy your sin before it destroys you. No, God commanded King Saul to utterly destroy the Amalekites to completely wipe them out. God said even their cattle and their livestock leave nothing remaining of the Amalekites. And Saul was only partially obedient to God. He didn't utterly destroy the Amalekites and everything that they owned. He, he destroyed the things that he didn't like that belonged to the Amalekites. But the things that belonged to the Amalekites that he liked, he kept those. Because he wanted those around. He asked- 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Ezekiel. The Israelites had a difficult time trusting God, especially when things didn't go their way. But despite their wavering faith, God's faithfulness never wavered. He even sent someone like Ezekiel to speak not only truth, but hope. God had something much greater for the Israelites, and He has something much greater for you, too. If today's message with Pastor Dan on Ring of Truth has touched you and you'd like to know more about how God can change your life, we'd love to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. And we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study. And we'd love to have you join us. You can visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions, service times, and what you can expect when you join us. We want to say thank you for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the Bible when you tune in next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know his voice and it only takes It's true.